0: Welcome back to the show, Money Girls and Trees Podcast. My name is Lloyd Ross. This episode is titled, Are You Heading for Financial Divorce? Are you heading for financial divorce? Are you want a path to having a divorce with your spouse, splitting up with your spouse because of this fatal financial mistake? Um, so, on this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about what that mistake is and then two ways to avoid it. Okay. Um, so, what I'm talking about is, couples who get divorced because of financial stress. Okay, So I think the divorce rate now is about 50%. And I dare say most of that would be from, a lot of that would be from financial stress. Having fights and arguments because of finances, uh, not knowing what the other person's doing because of finances, being disempowered because you're not in control of finances, and the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. Different goals, different objectives, not on the same path, different dreams. And quite often what happens in these types of relationships is they end up becoming a dictatorship. Okay? So I mentor a lot of um, a lot of people when it comes to money and finances and, and, and so forth. And the one thing I notice is that quite often, not always, but quite often, it's the the wife or the female that actually gets disempowered from the male taking over all the finances. And I also see this because I, I I coach people in business and so forth and what I've learned is that a lot of, typically it's the blokes too, but it can happen both ways. One member of the relationship suppresses the other person's dreams. And so they're a dream stealer. And the last thing you wanna do as a spouse is to step on your partner's dreams. I mean, that's what life's all about living. It's about living the life you wanna live. and. Too often, I see spouses crushing their their partner's dreams because they're not on the same page financially. They're dependent on them financially, so they have to do what they say. Otherwise, there's no money. Okay, so you want to avoid that at all costs because it will just disintegrate the relationship. So here's the, Obviously, having the, the the your finances in control or, or, or out of control with someone else. So you're putting all of your finances in someone else's hands, you're giving up your power effectively because you need money to, to, to run your life. And so if you always have to go, you know, hat in hand and ask for money in a relationship, it's going to disempower you. So um, to avoid that, there's a couple of things you can do, right? The f- obviously, the first thing to do is don't put yourself in a situation where you are where you have no income. I think uh, it's very difficult of course if you're a mother and you're having children, but just forward plan to be able to earn some money from home in some capacity. Obviously as you're raising kids, very very difficult. I'm not suggesting you go and do that and that's going to be easy. But b- being able to earn your own money is so empowering. So I would sug- I would really encourage uh, you know, whichever partner who doesn't earn any money to earn some money. Okay, it's just this it's, it gives you purpose, a sense of empowerment, freedom, choice, flexibility, and you're not giving up all of your money making to someone else. Okay, now again, I said that easier said than done, but just be conscious of that as to how you're going to approach that when you come into having kids, making sure that there's some income there, or you're having a conversation about it. Okay, so this is this is a way. Even if you're not the main breadwinner, this is an effective way to avoid. Having or going through a divorce course through financial stress or miscommunication of the finances. Success is largely a matter of having uncomfortable conversations. And quite often what I mean by that is not just with your boss or your your you know your supervisor or whatever or or yourself, it's actually having an uncomfortable conversation with your spouse. And a lot of people don't communicate with their spouse when it comes to their money. So that's obviously a red flag. You want to be able to have those conversations. If you can't and they're not interested, maybe it's the wrong partner for you. And then that's another uncomfortable conversation of, hey, I don't think we should be together, right? And that's also sensible too. If you're not on the same path financially, then that's probably a wise idea. So you wanna be on the same team. That's the most important thing. You wanna be, if one of you's got a mission, the other one ought to be on the mission, okay? Or if you've both got a mission, supporting each other in what it is you wanna achieve in your life. That is so important. Be on the same page. You don't need to both be working in a business, but you both have to be all in on the mission. That is very important. And so I would I would encourage you, if you're not on board mentally uh, supporting your, your spouse on their mission, get on board. Get on the rocket ship because they need you. They need your not just support, but they need your encouragement. They need your belief. And of course, they do need you to physically do stuff to them to support them. So that's, that's what you ought to be doing if you have this mission, to be on the same page. But financially, this, these are the two things you can do to avoid the trap of going through a financial divorce. The first thing is this. Both have personal private bank accounts. So your personal everyday access card at your bank or your everyday bank account, you each have one of those, each. And you have your own money in there. Now, if you can't earn money, either find a way to earn money or have a conversation with your spouse that you get paid a certain amount and it's yours and you do what you want with it, okay? But it's got to be in a separate account. Not not, Not just in, in the, the man's account, or not just in the woman's account, okay? Um, and and it, you've gotta have your own accounts. Okay, that's the first thing. Both have private bank accounts for everyday expenses. The second thing is, have a joint account as well. So have a joint account as well. So if you've got a joint account, if you're both earning money, you have a certain amount that comes into that bank account. My wife and I have a joint account. We both earn money. We have certain things in our joint account, like our gym memberships come out of there. Uh, we have uh, certain joint business expenses that come out of there. Travel comes out. Certain things come out of that joint account, okay? And usually it's certain things that you're both working on to come into that. But, but at the very beginning, we actually decided to put joint money into there. So we put our rent money in. Then we put gym money in. And the things we were doing together, we would put the money into the joint account and have the joint account pay it, okay? So I would encourage you to have a joint account, just much like I'd encourage you to have a joint calendar, so you can both put things in there so you know what each other's doing and on the same page so you don't have these fights about, hey, I was going to do this and you did that and you booked this or I was going to spend this and you did that. You've got to be on the same page. It's, it's actually a it's a partnership, not a dictatorship. <laughs> so so uh, if you are disempowered and you have no control of your money, then it's gonna probably end in tears at some point because even if you have an amicable separation, if you haven't had anything to do with the money, you're not gonna learn money. And I don't know how many women that I mentor where they come out of a relationship and they get separated or divorced and say, Lord, I have no idea how to run my finances because I've just completely delegated that to my husband, my ex-husband, my ex-partner, right? So you don't wanna be in a position where you're not learning about money, not having an input in your money. You've got to be involved, be involved. Truthfully, money is so simple. It's like grade four math. It's not hard. But to say I'm not good with money, oh my, my husband does all that, or my wife handles the money. That's completely disempowering language. It's it's not good habits. Be involved. Ask questions. Get involved. Communicate. And if you have someone who's a dictator in your relationship, and not not a uh, so, sorry, if you're in a, a dictatorship instead of relationship get out of the dictatorship and go and find a relationship, okay? There's a big difference. So they're the two things you can do. Have your own personal accounts, then have a joint account, and place yourself in a position so you can at least earn some money and be ready for the time when you are going and not earning money. Because if you lose a whole income, you're literally cutting your income in half, you're gonna go through some financial challenges, let me tell you. You gotta really tighten your belt, you gotta be prepared for it. So start preparing now, if you're gonna lose one of the incomes through raising kids having kids you're going to lose a whole income get ready for that now by creating a whole separate income before that happens work from home look for look for opportunities look for ideas don't put yourself in a position where you're completely handing over your finances to your spouse and not in a position to earn any money ever again it's just not going to end well you will there's going to be friction there's going to be fights because of that and you can totally prevent a lot of these things happening by communicating setting up your two different types of accounts and putting yourself in a position to, to earn some money. Okay. So you're not completely disempowered. So there's probably four things that that you can do based on this episode. So hope that was a value to you and you're now going to start putting things in place so that you have control of your own money. You can do what you want with it when it comes to spending, but you're on the same mission together and you're communicating about where the money is going. All right. So I hope that helps you. And of course, You go have a wealthy week. See you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss.